Hey everybody, it's your host Cranberry Gatto here with Learning with Conversing. Um, I would like to sincerely apologize for the long absence I had, but you know, life goes on and uh, I'm here to say I'm trying my best to be consistent. Uh, please look forward to bi-weeklies at the minimum. I'm going to try to do a weekly podcast. I'm not sure on what day yet because I'm not sure what my schedule, I'm not sure when I'm going to go back to work. Currently, I'm not working, but I am training, so it's kind of here and there. But um, uh, if you guys missed me, I'm sorry. And if you guys didn't, uh, thank you for coming back at my very inconsistent pace. But uh, today, pretty much, I had one of my boys come on, and he wanted to come on the podcast, Leonard Grillo, my homie. We kind of talked about football, how we met, a little bit about respect, whole bunch of great topics and then we ended it off greatly with insecurities i feel like it was a great great hour conversation and i hope that you find it very enjoyable and if you did could you please give me any feedback uh reach out to me reach out to him if you want to tell him anything specific uh but all my stuff's in the show notes and i hope you guys have a great day and enjoy Alright, so we just spent an hour fucking up. Mind my language, but we were fucking rope. So this is why I haven't been podcasting for about a month. Nah, I'm just kidding. It's not even that. Uh, I do want to get back to it. I have an amazing guest with me. My homeboy, longtime homie, brother, sister, friend, cousin, whatever you need to say. <laughs> this is the one and only Grillo. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Happy to freaking be here. Yeah. So, we went through a bunch of fiasco right now. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. Okay. Not good good at all. Good learning experience, though. Yes. For sure. But, you know, we're back on the old ways. But, hoping, 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 next podcast is on the MacBook. Right now, we are on the tablet still, and that's why you get the audio you get. (laughs) And uh, it's not too bad, but, you know, I... Could always be better, and that's the whole goal. So, talk about yourself. However, you want to talk about yourself. How do we meet? What do you want to talk about? Up uh, to you. I feel like you should give me the intro, a little background to your listeners. Okay. So, Grillo, longtime friend, ten years, right? Ten years. Yeah. 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 About ten years. Uh, we played football together. Okay. So. <laughs> This shit's hilarious. So, we meet freshman year, obviously. He's a receiver. I'm a center. Playing freshman. Yeah, I was playing center. I was playing center. Uh, What'd you play for defense on freshman year? I think I played D-line. D-line? Yeah, like D-end or something. Outside linebacker. Outside linebacker. Outside linebacker. I played played D-end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I wasn't that good at (laughs) D-end. I was all right. You were pretty good. I was all right. Nothing crazy. Okay. But basically, freshman year we met, started talking to each other, uh, non-sexually, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for disclosing that. This is, I just like shooting the shit. This is my boy. We're going to shoot the shit for a little bit, then talk about some serious topics, obviously. Learn from each other and go from there. You guys know how this works. But um, obviously one thing I don't 
want you guys to seem like I'm just bringing up my homies to talk about stupid shit because that's not the point of this. And obviously, I know we know that, but it's just fun to kind of joke around and stuff like that. But going back to the story how we met and got close, basically, he ended up having to not play tight end to play left tackle. Yep. <laughs> so talk about that experience. <laughs> uh, you know, story of my life, man. No, uh, what was it? Uh, it's because nobody on our football, our freshman football year had played football before. True. There were four, so we had a team of about, what, 30, 35 guys? Yeah. That came out, and only me, Eric Meza, Alex Obias, and fucking, who was the other person? There was only like three or four guys that ever even played football. No, Isaac played football in Colorado. Isaac played flag football. Him? (laughs) Oh, okay. Two-hand touch. <laughs> That's tough. Route. That's tough. No, so basically minimal experience, right? Yeah, I never played football a day in my life. And so uh, whatever, you know, kind of how it goes is you'll have more fast people, I guess, more skinnier, agile people at a younger age mm-hmm. when you're bringing people in. So it's easier to just teach someone how to catch yeah. and how to run routes than it is to teach someone how to gain weight and block and pass set and just do a bunch of random stuff like that you know yes what I mean? 100% I can 100% Basically, agree we have with more you. athletes than we have big boys and I was kind of in the middle yeah. where I didn't want to play line but yeah. I said you know what I'm going back to line yeah. it is what it is nah that's tough I don't think you were in the middle you were just tall I mean, I was a little like, bit of a discrimination there you were just tall I was pretty tall yeah Yeah, but you weren't like beefy no none of us were though yeah freshman football <laughs> 2010 no but <laughs> yeah but <laughs> Wait room the day. This is before like oh, this shit. is before Instagram. This is before social media. This is before you know what I mean like that is it, true. This is before there was D one bound. Yeah, all that stuff. Passport no. players. That is true. That, that is you know true. What I mean? So we were just kids before we played football, and that's yeah. all it was. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so uh, yeah, good old Ferris Anthony, the earthquake, <laughs> Antioch legend, baby. <laughs> he came up to me and he said, uh, "Hey, dude, if you don't play." If you don't play line, we're going to get fucking killed all season long. You So you played lineman freshman Before, year? No, yeah, I did. Did you really? Yes. I thought you just did it. So- no, did the only year I didn't, sophomore year I didn't play line. Uh-huh. Sophomore year I played receiver the whole year. Okay. Sophomore year you played receiver all year? Yeah, receiver of the year, by the way. Did you? Awarded, yeah. BVAL or? I don't think you Antioch, do that, do Antioch. Oh, okay. Antioch receiver of the year. Yeah, because you did get the only touchdowns, right? Yeah. True, true, true. I remember that. Oh, my bad. I wasn't on that team. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's anyways, anyways. Amazing story about me, just so you guys yeah, know. I was a first-year uh, first player freshman for football. Very. I didn't say that correctly at all. I played freshman football for the first time ever. That's still not correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's still not correct. Uh, the first time you ever played football. Football was freshman year. <laughs> And I want to be the writer, reader, and all this shit. I can't even speak correctly. <laughs> that is very true. No, I, I'm doing this podcast. I want to be a speaker. But yeah, so the first time I played football was my freshman year. There you go. And then after that, my sophomore year, three games in, I had the opportunity to play varsity. And our boy Roger, because I know he's going to listen to this, let's talk a little bit of shit. He swears that he could have went to varsity, but he said, no, I love my boys. I'm like, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Just kidding, Roger, we love you. I'm just kidding. I just love, I love making that joke. But, you know, that's crazy. I didn't know you you played receiver all JV year. Yeah. 
But then you basically what happened was is our left tackle got hurt um, junior year, and then you were big no, for the no, play. So junior year, I was just playing. Uh, why? No, I wasn't even playing. Why? I was just playing defense. Really? Yeah, I was just playing linebacker. Oh yeah, because we had a good receiving core. Yeah, I was just playing linebacker. I, mm-hmm. I started the year playing Y. Mm-hmm. I was at, like the passing tournaments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when the season actually started, they just put Jordan there. I think. Yeah, because you were playing outside back, right? Yeah, yeah. I played outside, and then I switched with Larry and Marky when they came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Okay, and, that makes uh, sense. And that was legit, dude. That was like that was one a- side of the ball. We were for a high school team that's not really heard of. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and, uh, no, not a high school team for Antioch's high school team. No, for a lot of high school teams, I feel like. Maybe you not, think so? Like I said, maybe not now because times have changed, man. No, I just feel like so. Obviously, I don't want to bash Antioch's programming, but I can a little bit because uh, I didn't go to college. No, just kidding. It's not my. It's not their fault to go to college. <laughs> Hella bad and resentment. Damn you, <laughs> no, but like for instance, let's talk about the athlete's life. So, for instance, it's um, one of those things that. Since I'm I'm a coach now, and I'm not coaching athletes, I'm coaching you know, general pop, trying to help people better them better their lives, you know, just do better lifestyles. And resistance training is one of the main ways I feel like people should do that. But like starting to think about it too, because you know how I made my shirts, uh, the work smarter not harder. Yeah. And I'm starting to really like I dug I dug a little deep on that statement and thinking about how athletes always go. You're only the best athlete if you outwork the rest. And you look seven days. Sometimes still not even so. True, because obviously you have the genetic freaks, but you don't talk about those guys because they're genetic freaks. They're not. They're out of your level, anyways. But the average Joe, like you know, like me, you could say you, but you went to college and played football. But like for me, I always thought I have to work out every day of the week. I have to run every day of the week so I can be better than that next person. And that's one of the things that I feel like Antioch did strive off of to find those athletes that would work harder. But now seeing it, I've obviously I probably will not won't have the opportunity unless obviously a high school kid says, "Hey, Cranberry, can you help me get better at my craft, whatever it may be?" Then I can instill them with the knowledge I feel like I acquired. Yeah. But it's one of those things that I have to wait till I have kids. Hopefully, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a guy, boy or girl, because girls I can teach them how to be athletic in their sport. You know, regardless, it's not about oh football only. Yeah. But um. Yeah, it's just crazy to think about it. It's like you really have to work smarter, not harder, in a lot of aspects of life. And like even like in business, you don't want to be, you don't want to freaking burn yourself out and work hella hard and not get anything accomplished. But you think you're working really hard because every day people see you sweating and fucking hurting and you're not getting anything done. You're just working really hard. It's like, so what's the work for, basically? And it's one of those things that like for athletes, I feel like, you should understand you have to be doing sports-specific things mm-hmm. rather than what coach says. Like, just because coach says doesn't mean it's right. And it's one of those things I feel like a lot of kids should be thinking about. How do you feel about that? Uh, as far as, like, listening to your coach about what, like, exercises, workouts? I guess the, the mentality. Because I, I feel like coaches are guilty to feed that stigma that you have to work harder than oh. A, B, C. Oh, I mean, I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. A word I would use, I guess it's not, I guess, sensitive, but I think it's corny. Corny. It's yeah. like the old school mentality of coaching, mm-hmm. where it's like, you're going to be in pain. That's a part of the process. Yeah. That does not have to be a part of the process in athletic performance, I don't think. 
And I think there's there's realms where you need to push your own limits. Mm-hmm. But you should never have a coach's mindset being, oh, you need to feel pain to understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like maybe not during our time at Antioch. I don't think we ever got pushed that way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when we were leaving Antioch, so I guess you could say hitting our peak mm-hmm. of our high school athletic careers, that whole kind of school was rebuilding itself. Very true. You know what I mean? So we had a weight room under the bleachers. Mm-hmm. That was barely big enough for 15 people to be there at one time. Yeah. And now they've got a whole duplex, a double wide weight room with pads, racks. You know what I, mean? I like, love that. Things, just, things have changed. Yeah, so, for sure. I don't know if mentalities have changed. Like I said, I went there a couple of times with my brother. Yeah. Um, was going there and it seemed a lot more focused than mm-hmm. we ever were. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at least in high school, I never felt that way. When I got to college, though, it was like kind of like a job, like the way you describe going to work and mm-hmm. working your ass off and working hard yeah, and nobody really noticing or caring because it's expected mm-hmm. that like definitely became apparent. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, Oh, you know, you're in pain, you're hurting. That's just a part of the job. Yeah. 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 That just is what it is, what it is. So you experienced that playing college ball. Yeah. In high school, I would say athletic, like pain wise, like on my body mentally, I never struggled at all. I was never under stress. Yeah. I was never worried about anything. I was never worried about hurting myself. Yeah. I was never worried about anything like that until I got to so higher the levels. Ne- the next level. And I wouldn't even say it's because the competition changed. I just think the mentalities of the coaches changed. Yeah. And that in high school, I guess I could say I'm privileged that if I tell coach, like, hey, you know, my back hurts or something, like, yeah. he'd be like, okay, go sit out for a couple reps. Or, like, take it easy today. Go light. Go thud. But when I got to college, it wasn't like I couldn't even say, like, oh, my back hurts or yeah. anything. Oh, my head hurts. You know what I mean? Because it was just like, okay, what do you want me to do about it? So, question, question on that. And it may seem like I'm talking smack, but I'm not trying to. No, I got so, you. like, for instance, you know in high school, we there was only, like, 11 seniors on our team. Yeah. So, it was one of those things that we were the focus, you could say. But not really. It's just the star, the star players were the focus. And, obviously, me and you, senior year, we were both sides of the ball kind of guy. Yeah. Never left the field for four quarters kind of guys. Yeah. And it wasn't even because our athleticism and talent was like skyrocket it's just that that's what we have to do and it's like um 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 um, like the whole aspect of well the question i have basically is that the whole aspect of high school training and high school um lifting for instance is not as serious but i feel like that's a bad thing that makes sense no i got you so like for instance we should have been pushed not Overboard, like not work harder than everybody else, but understand the the consequences of not working as best as you could. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, I feel like we just didn't have like like you said we we worked out into the bleachers. Our we didn't have the best equipment. We didn't have the technology basically to strive. Yeah. But you know there were still those um, outliers in our team that you know made it. Like you made it to the. To, you went to LMC obviously first, but you still made it to William Penn and you played football and you won a championship. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, but, um, like, for instance, like Najee, you know what I'm saying? He yeah. he, he didn't have everything from the first day no. he went to Antioch. So he only had, like, two years of it. Mm-hmm. But still, it's just one of those things. He's just a good outlier to be able to, you know, beat past the normal. And that kind of goes in hand with what I was saying about especially stuff like social media yeah and 
not to plug, this isn't a plug or anything for him, just an example, is like Marcus Malu and Malu Fitness. Yeah. Right? That's like a big platform. It's basically was showcasing Najee. Yeah. Right? It's his business. It's, you know, it's what he does. But because Najee was constantly on this thing of like, okay, I'm this guy's front runner. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm his show horse. Mm-hmm. He worked harder because he was pushed to work harder. I don't True. necessarily think while we were there, there was an intense purpose to push any of us to work hard. No, 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 for sure, not at all. And I mean, and that that that's one of those things too. Is like, I, I that, that's a good example. Like, it's very, very smart business wise to get blessed by someone like that. Yeah. Like obviously we knew from the jump Najee was gonna be great. Yeah. It wasn't like no if and buts but about it. It kinda comes back to what you said before is do we consider him someone that had to work hard or is he in that genetic free category that he just kinda grabbed onto and just rode with it. You know what I mean? No, for sure. And the thing is with that, no disrespect, but he worked extremely hard. Yeah. And you can see it. But does he have to work that hard? Probably not. But he does because he wants to get better, yeah. and that's the beauty behind it. Though, it's not. It's, it's no disrespect. He doesn't have to work very hard. Like like uh, who was it? Um, was it Marshawn? No, I don't think it was Marshawn. But I know for a fact in the movie uh, Friday Night Lights, Booby Miles, fucking God given talent. He said it, yeah. and he he don't touch weights because yeah. he didn't need to. But that's high school football, obviously. Right. But that's Texas. High that's that's Texas high school football, and he was able to do that in Texas. Because everything is bigger in Texas. <laughs> But you get what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, obviously there's the mentality and that's, what's beautiful. And it's like, you can't teach that, but you can, you can't teach that. I feel like, but you can try your best to show someone that thinking this way is the best way. But obviously if someone doesn't want to change their mindset, they're not going to period. Their mindset's their mindset. But the excuse to say mindset isn't teachable. I'm kind of of contradicting myself because I realized I didn't say what I wanted to say. Because the whole mindset thing is, my clients, too, I, I have this conversation a lot, is I like to use the statement, I am. You have to start saying, I am, because that proves to you that you're something. Yeah. Rather than giving yourself a limited belief of believing that, oh, you know, I'm only going to get so far. Because obviously that sets yourself up for whatever you said you're setting yourself up for. But like that's why, like for instance, I have been st- I stopped saying that I'm becoming a coach. Because I already am one. I have clients. I do this weekly. And it's not like I'm wanting to strive to become something because I already am. Yeah. Obviously, this is the thing. I'm going to get better every day. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm the best. I know I can be better, obviously. And I disclose that all the time. I'm not the perfect. Yeah. But obviously, I have reasons behind what I do. And I never say something that I know. I, I, I don't try to make myself know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't. Because that's where you become less humble and you think you know everything, and that's not how you learn. And I feel like that's one of the things. I know this is fucking a big ass tangent, kind of, but the main message I can see here is that it's not always what everyone else is doing. You have to know what you're doing, yeah, and sure. make sure that you're doing everything for the right reasons for you. Yeah. Like um, I said yesterday, the, the saying was, "If you're gonna be selfish, I hope you're being selfish in search to be selfless." Basically, it's what it is. Yeah, I got you. But yeah, that mean, go Najee, by the way, dude. I can't wait to see you go up for the Atlanta Falcons uh, next year in the draft. <laughs> can't wait. It's going to be so dope. You and Todd Gurley about to go crazy. <laughs> the Atlanta COVID. <laughs> oh, man. 
But yeah, no, long story short, uh, we met playing football. <laughs> Freshman year of high school. And uh, yeah, we kind of got into it back to myself. I guess I'll backtrack. I didn't really give an intro at all because we started talking. But uh, yeah. Yeah, went to high school at Cranberry. Uh, we both graduated, kind of did our own thing as far as the paths that we took in life. I uh, went to LMC. I was there for just a local community college here. Uh, really wasn't going to play football. I had no intentions of playing football there. But after I had enrolled, some coaches had heard that I was going there, and they reached out to me. Uh, and really, I did it at the time just because I wanted priority registration and kind of the perks that you get at the school of being an athlete. Higher. I wasn't really, like, chasing D1 dreams or anything like that. Smart, smart. And... <laughs> And, uh, yeah, no, I did a year and a half. I did. I never technically graduated from LMC. I just transferred out with my units I that I needed. That. And then uh, that took me to kind of the same thing. William Penn really wasn't pursuing a football career, but, my you know, my bills are getting paid Yeah. as far as school goes. Um, and that, that's in uh, Oskaloosa, Iowa, for anybody that's looking for a home, man. That's a uh, fucking William Penn statesman, baby. <laughs> Uh, shout out to uh, who we got. We got Coach Hafner, Coach Todd Hafner. Big shout out. Shout out to Coach uh, Norberg for recruiting me, Coach Stewart, uh, O-line coach. Um, yeah, man, and that uh, was there for two and a half years, graduated, got my master, not my master's, my uh, got my bachelor's in communications, minors in English and business. There you go. Then I came home, ready to link up with my boys, and uh, just got back to work. What was I doing? I was doing security again for a little bit until I found my gig, and now I'm out in uh, in San Francisco working for Recology. There you go. The garbage company. That's good. So. And now I'm here on this lovely podcast. Learning with conversing. Learning with conversing. So, question. Yep. So, as a two, it's a tour, okay? <laughs> it's a twofer, okay? <laughs> So, the first question I want to ask is because I didn't experience this. Um, what lessons do you feel like you learn that will be unforgettable or something that you will co- uh, keep in remembrance from pursuing college football and just college in general at the next level? So, you getting your bachelor's degree. How do you feel wh- – what lessons do you feel like you – have acquired that make you who you are today um one of the major things i would say i took away from the experience is that you don't have to be a great talent at anything to achieve great things i guess is what i would say Mm -hmm. is especially in the world today like people are willing to work people would rather work with someone with a positive attitude and mindset than they would with somebody with credentials and all the right talents, the gifts, and everything they want, basically. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't know if, if that's coming across the right way. No, I hear um, you. But it's just like, you know, everything you do is really, it was independent, I guess I should say, because I was by myself for a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, um, When I was going to LMC, obviously I was still home, but I was working two jobs. So I'd get up in the morning, go to work go to school, go to practice, and then get off and go to work. And that was my own choice. I didn't have to do that. Yeah. But like I said, kind of going back to mindsets and mentalities, that was my mentality that I had to be grinding to do something. 
yeah. at all times, especially at that age. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then especially when I got out to Iowa, it's just you know it's a grind on your own, and if you carry a negative energy, or you don't have a positive mindset, I feel like people read on that really quickly, especially when you're an outsider. Yeah, yeah. And they'll kind of stick that stigma to you, and then it kind of makes your life harder. Yeah, yeah. I guess I should say. Um, and that's not even saying that all my times at LMC and and out in Iowa were great. Like, there were some really hard times. Yeah. But you can't make hard times harder by pushing away people that might potentially want to help you along the way. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's you know what I mean? And beautiful. It's, and it's cool because it's like these people, I knew them for... 18 months like barely even yeah 24 months two years barely Mm -hmm. and there's a couple that i still talk to today Mm -hmm. but a lot of those people i'll never talk to again yeah but i'll always remember the interactions i had with them yeah and how they helped me get to the finish line where i wanted to go then and there 100 percent. and uh no man it's just uh the world's a grind no matter what you want to do (laughs) uh yeah if you want to be independent do your own thing be a coach have a podcast yeah or if you want to be a nine to five get up and grind every single day yeah it's 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 work no matter what true 100 percent gonna be work okay so the second part is um you being a father right mm-hmm. obviously i'm pretty sure you think about lessons to teach your son right um uh it'd be a long story to ask what do you think you want to teach them all through everything every situation so i don't have i don't want to ask all the situations just a general one. When he becomes to the age of 18 mm. and he has the opportunity to go to college or pursue a career, that's kind of too general. Um, when he becomes 18, what would be the advice you'd want to give him? And you don't, you don't know. you Hypothetically, you don't know his choices. Right. You just know he's going to graduate high school. What would be the lesson you'd want him to say? I've been through college, played football. All that you did that, and you are where you are, and who knows where you're going to be in in um, sixteen years? Right. No one's going to know where you're going to be in sixteen years. Or my bad, seventeen years. Um. So like you don't, you can't put in that consideration. You don't know where you're going to be. You don't know how great your life's going to be. But yeah. just for instance, if you can think back to eighteen year old you, what would you want to tell eighteen year old Lex? I would want to tell him that you know, regardless of what people say about how beneficial colleges I would say honestly do whatever is going to make it sounds it's cliche you know but do whatever is going to make you happy Mm -hmm. you know what I mean because you can go to college Mm -hmm. and you can grind and you can get your bachelor's you can pursue a master's you can pursue whatever to get where you want to get yeah or you can start working right out of high school Mm -hmm. if that's what you want to do if you want to work say you want to get in a union or even if you just want to take another career path yeah anything just do what's going to make you happy because it's all the same you know what i mean being 18 getting up every day to go to work maintaining that job having a good work that having a good attitude mm-hmm. is going to teach you the same lessons as it would i feel like going to college because it's all the same scheduling though it's a schedule that they put you on i guess yeah, yeah, yeah. is what i could say and the people you meet are going to be similar to the people that I met in college. Yes. Different personalities, different ways about going about their business. Uh-huh. You have to learn how to work with them. If you can't work with them, how to be cordial and stay away from each other as much as possible, whatever. Yeah. But don't put a stressor on yourself 
to make other people happy that you're fitting the status quo that they wanted you to be. And that's like the biggest thing is, for me at least, I was playing football when mm-hmm. I really didn't want to be playing football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just felt like what I should be doing. And looking back, that was a big regret because especially the last two years when I was technically at the highest level I ever played at, yeah. it was probably two of the worst years of football I ever played. Yeah. Right? Not just I was just unhappy. Yeah. Um, with that, I was you know, second-guessing my choices yeah. that I thought were right yeah. and second-guessing who I thought I was Yeah. and this and that. And now I've come out on the other side, and it's changed me in that way. Yeah. But I always think, you know, you can always think, what if I took the other path? Mm-hmm. Would I have been less stressed? Would I still be the same person I am right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't know. So I would just tell him, hey, whatever decision you think is right right now, just do it. Yeah. Because life is going to mold you however it wants to. 100%. Um, and yeah, that's definitely no knock. I got love for everybody in the union. I got love for everybody that, that does whatever they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people will say, oh, the future is college and technology. It's, yeah. The future is whatever you want it to be. No, for sure, for sure, for sure. So that was a great answer. And I have a, if I can recollect my thoughts real quick, because <clears throat> it kind of was a lot, but I got, I got the gist of it. Um, so, like, for instance, I don't have a son or daughter mm-hmm. or kid, child yet, so it's hard for me to imagine. But this is one of my biggest setbacks of why I don't want a child yet. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, me and Lisa, you know both of us, but for everyone that's listening, that's my fiancé. I just close out a lot of times, but my fiancé, Lisa, <clears throat> the reason why I don't want to have a child yet is just because I feel like I know people say um, you'll never be ready, which I I can completely agree with that. Yeah, you're never gonna be ready because there's so always something, yeah. right? So why not? That statement is so shitty to me personally mm-hmm. because I tell you so all the time. I was like, I asked her the other day. I was like, so what? What do you think's holding you back from having a child? And she goes, Well, I have a lot more stuff I want to do. And she's like, I know you can do that. You can go travel and see things with your with your kids, and that's not a big issue. Then I was like, well, that's enough for me to say that's great because I have my reason. I don't want to have a kid now either. Yeah. So it's like I tell her my thing is that I want to know what kind of adult we want to raise and how to go about that. Because yeah. thinking about me and growing how I am, and I grew for, I grow, I've been growing for the past year. Pretty sure you've noticed and stuff like that, just understanding myself. And it seems that you went through your own process of understanding yourself, going through college, like you just said, going doing things that you – didn't really want to do but you thought it was in your best interest Mm -hmm. but it was just shitty times it wasn't fucking wonderful which makes a lot of sense so it's like the same thing with me is like i start to think about shit that like for me growing up i had um horrible memory my whole life and one of those things is that my my personal value that i value myself is positivity Mm -hmm. if i'm not positive i'm not cranberry and i'm pretty sure everyone in this world probably knows that yeah like every time I'm like, oh, like I'm kind of beat up or like look look down. Everyone's like, oh, are you okay? Like everyone can notice that. But it's just one of those things is like I I noticed that it was kind of hard to dig deep because I didn't understand. But one of my biggest things that I figured out for me was um, you have to get uncomfortable with comfortable. I mean, you have to get comfortable with uncomfortable. Yeah. You have to, because life is all about becoming adaptive. Adapt, um, adaptive. You have to become adaptive. 
Um, that's in obviously training taught me that, but a lot of things show you that you have to become adaptive because obviously the more you're worried about how do I get through this, the more you're not going to get through it because you're going to get through it no matter what. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's only two choices you do or you don't. And the more you don't, the more you don't, obviously it's fucking a lot of don'ts, but that's what I mean. And it's just crazy because it's just like the whole children thing it's beautiful obviously i would fucking love to have a kid right now if i could but it's just that there's so much that goes through their minds that they pick up on that i picked on growing up as a kid mm. that you may have picked up when you're growing up as a kid that you don't like or do like and you're wondering where has this came from mm. going back to the memory thing it's like i didn't grow up fucking butterflies and rainbows mm-hmm. but me being who i was i saw it that way but that was due to me having horrible memory. I didn't remember none of the stuff that didn't matter because that didn't make me who I was. But realizing that you have to understand everything to understand yourself is probably one of the biggest messages that I could ever tell anybody. But it's not easy. No. It's very uncomfortable. But you have to get comfortable with uncomfortable to see growth. I feel like that's the equation. Get comfortable with uncomfortable equals growth. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? It's like, fucking mind blowing to me honestly yeah and it just you know it's just cool really cool <laughs> yeah and that's why you know on that topic of being adaptive mm-hmm. and you know you asked me what I would want to teach him at 18 or what I want him to know yeah I think a lot of the things is like especially with values yeah as that the world is changing so much right now yeah 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 it could be different 18 years from now than from what I think right now of course you know what I mean? Like, uh, I think one of the biggest things that we're experiencing right now, you know, at least, you know, from men being males mm-hmm. is, I guess, you know, the longtime gender roles is what does it mean to be a man Yeah. now as opposed to 30 years ago? Yeah. Good you know topic I, switch. You know what I mean? Just because that's like always one of the things that I'm sure you can relate that I lacked when I was growing up is I never had a male role model. But Correct. now I think about it now. And it's like, what is a male role model now? Yeah. Or what was that then? Either. What was it then? What was the gender role then? Are gender mm-hmm. roles valid? Do they yeah. have validity in society or do we need to dismantle them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if so, what am I supposed to teach him? Exactly. And there's so many like gender fluidity and this and that. Like, who's to say that what I know is what I think a man is? Yeah. Is even going to be what my son wants to receive mm-hmm. growing up. For sure. And it's like, just, I feel like it's a constantly changing thing. And it's hard for a lot of at least like younger males right now that are in our age. I would say like 15 to like 30, maybe like 15 to 28, 15 to 30. Yeah. This is like, what does it mean for me to be a man in today's society? No, for sure. And that's a fucking great topic. I love that we're here. <clears throat> so, for instance, to give some hypotheticals, for instance, mm-hmm. <clears throat> this I feel like hypotheticals are the best way to learn, too, because you have to put yourself in you a have situation. To talk to it, yeah. You have to talk your way through a situation that you don't that you want to be prepared for. Yeah. <clears throat> but for instance, with the man thing, um, I remember I forgot where I was. Um, maybe I shouldn't disclose where I was, anyways. But I was somewhere, <laughs> and the mom and dad were cooking, right? And the mom just kept cooking, kept cooking, kept cooking, kept cooking. The dad was just sitting at the table, mm-hmm. right? Then I remember after that situation happened, I was like. I was thinking, I was scratching my head, kind of, thinking about it, because 
it runs deeper than that. Mm. You know, and like talk talk because I could talk about you know people who are close to. For instance, I look up to Lisette's parents a lot. Yeah. Because of who they are and who how they how they act with each other, how they act with other people, it's fucking amazing. It's like honestly I would say it's like textbook. Mm-hmm. And it's it's crazy to see people like that. Yeah. But it's like obviously I wanna be that way too when I grow up. Yeah. You know? And that's the kind of role model I wanna be. It's not about being a great dude. It's about being a great person. Yeah. So I feel like there's see the double standard thing kind of going up it's a standard it should be a standard to be cordial right. it should be a standard to be ethical and those are the teachings that I feel like you should teach like when I caught myself earlier talking about oh if I have a son to play football I was like that's not what it is I can teach my daughter to, to be a great athlete as well yeah. to be a great athlete as well it's not that only guys are great athletes that's not what I'm trying to say it was just that football obviously you think of males but there are girls that can play football but obviously some things I feel like they should stay as just men. Some things should stay as just females. Yeah. Obviously, WNBA should be females. Obviously, that's, 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 what, that's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. But it's not that basketball is only for men. Right, it's right, just right. because, obviously, it's unfair. And I feel like us as a society understands that. Mm-hmm. Just like, for instance, you heard about the transgender guy, a girl that was a guy and then went to the fucking powerlifting competition and destroyed all the records. Right. It was just a man with a wig, basically. Not with a wig. That's kind of insensitive. A man that tra- that trans that tranced and then did a powerlifting meet like in this first year. And yeah. doesn't it, take, it, takes, it takes a while. I don't know the freaking... I don't know everything about it, so don't get mad at me. But basically, it's like, I know it takes a little bit of time to fully become a woman. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like stuff like that, I feel like... I know we want it to be accepted, which is great, because you have to be who you are. Yeah. I'm not saying don't be who you're not. Be who you are. So you, if you are a guy in a guy's body, and you, I mean, if you are a girl in a guy's body, obviously I would hope you could become who you are mm-hmm. and be who you want to be. Just like you said, you have to be adaptive. If you can be a, a girl in a guy's body, then, then be that. Yeah. You know, Then that's what you are. But if you really don't like the way you are, change who you are to be who you are. Obviously, respect for uh, everyone that does that. Because that's, that's hella hard. Because oh, yeah. in society, you get judged all the time. If, if, I, if I became gender, they're like, what the heck? Like, I thought, like, they probably say, are you gay? I'm mm. like, no, I, I really think I'm a girl. Yeah. And I like dudes, obviously, but I think I'm a girl. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. obviously, it's like, how can, you, how can you argue that? Which is, that's my point. You can't argue that. Yeah. If someone says something, that's what it is. You can be all distraught and freaking don't understand all you want but that's not their fault yeah that's our fault yeah for not being like okay but like going back i went on a little tangent but going back to guys being guys it's kind of that concept is so shitty and i think it's outdated Mm. because i was talking to somebody and they're talking about how the world is different now so we have to be different it's like you can't just keep thinking the way it used to work works today because obviously we know that we ne- we didn't have this a laptop or recording device 15 years ago. There was no podcast 15 years ago. There was no way to get information like this except for the radio. Yeah. But radio wasn't as informative because there was too many breaks and too many stops and goes for people to fully achieve information. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of podcasts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like time time does change for sure. So do you think that there's no 
what's what I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this. Do you think there's no validity in traditional values or traditional gender roles then? Can you define validity? Like going into the future, right? So you're saying, you know, obviously genders are changing and the way we go about interacting with people in the world and how they perceive themselves is changing, mm-hmm. right? And so as a straight male, mm-hmm. that's how I identify myself, Yes. right? I don't know the exact term for straight. What is it? It's uh, hetero- 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 I'm a heterosexual male, right? Yeah. I like girls, just girls. Yeah. And that's it in that, gen- in that realm of my life. And then, like, old traditions. And, like, so you said, okay, you went to this place and the man was sitting, waiting for his food while the woman cooked it. Mm -hmm. Some might look at that and be like, oh, my God, he's such, like, he's a lazy man. He should get up and cook his own food. 100%. And let her sit down. Or, you know, vice versa. Right? But in some cultures and some traditions, the women would be like, no, what are you doing? Yeah. Sit down. Sit down. I'm going like, to feed you. I'm going to feed you. Yeah. And so the same thing, like I talked to, to Nikki, my fiance. Mm-hmm. I've talked to her about it before, I think a couple of times. And it's just something I think about is that the double standards still exist that you're talking about. They do. Right. Because right now she's going to school full time. She's a mom. So she's at home. Obviously, even more now with COVID. Yeah. And I go out and work. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we tell people what we're doing, they nod their heads like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Like, that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But if I was the one maybe not working or trying to find something to get into or going to school while she was working, they would still attach the parenting to her. 100%. As opposed to me. So say even if I stayed home and watched the kid, they would still probably identify her as the primary caregiver for the child. Yes, yes, yes. You see see where I'm going with that? Yeah. And I think it's fucked up. And that's where I'm getting at with the roles of a man in society. Yeah. Because go back to like the 50s, 60s, 70s, a long time ago. Yeah. But the man goes to work, provides, comes home. Yes. Right? And the idea then was that the woman is supposed to take care of the house. Obviously, we've come way farther than that. And even I understand that it's 50-50 everything. Yeah. But if everything that me and Dickie, Mickey, Dickie, me and Nikki do and we understand that what we try to do is 50-50. Yeah. Why does the world still hold on to this concept that it's not? Because I feel like the world is too conservative. Okay. Okay. Hey, everybody. I just want to take a quick little short break. I know this is a little new, but I just wanted to try it out. I just wanted to reach out to everybody and say thank you for listening as far as you got so far today. And I hope that you continue to listen. Um, I just want to take the time to um, just say thank you again, and I hope everyone can take the moment to like, subscribe, and share. Um, give me any feedback. Um, I have my email and stuff like that. Just a little break. want to see if this really works. Um, let me know how you feel about it. Thanks. Well, just because I feel like the world is really conservative, and it's like, um, for instance, if you were to see that, like with you and Nikki, what you were talking about. Like, you were going to become a nurse. Mm-hmm. People would have so many bad misconceptions on that. Like, oh, you're going to be a nurse, you're going to school, like, aren't you, like, 24 and you have a kid? Like, why are why are your priorities out of whack? Yeah. But the thing is, that's the thing. No one knows anybody. And it's one of those things I really hate assumptions. Yeah. Assumptions are stupid as shit. They literally make an ass out of you and me. Yeah. 100%. And it's like, I get it, though. Like... Sometimes you want to see and you want to understand. You do. But sometimes you don't want to ask. Well, most times you don't want to ask. Yeah. It's easier to be like, oh, Nikki and Grillo, 
they're doing their thing. Grillo works really hard, and um, Nikki goes to school. Sounds beautiful. Flip the script. Oh, Nikki's going going to work, waking up kind of early. Comes home. Uh, Leonard doesn't have dinner ready, and then he makes dinner. Oh, and he goes going to school. Like what the heck? That sounds so weird to me. Right. But it's like we don't know your situation. Yeah, and, and that's like disclosure. Like, no, I'm not saying I'm for either side. Like, obviously, yeah. I don't care who does what in a relationship as long yeah. as it's understood between each other. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I think it's funny, ironic how the world wants to be so progressive mm-hmm. and say there are no gender roles, but mm-hmm. still hold double standards for certain things. 100%. Which is stupid to me. Very stupid. Very, very stupid. But yeah, that's the thing too is like, because um, you go on, you have Twitter. Yeah. Twitter does that a lot. At Double Tap Captain. <laughs> I'll put your plug at the end. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> at Hello Grillo Baby on Instagram. <laughs> but basically, it's just, it is crazy. It's crazy that, for one, miscommunication is very prevalent in social media. Oh, yeah. Very easily to uh, pick and choose what you read. And then, obviously, you pick what you want to say. And then obviously it goes back and forth, blah, 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 blah. Arguments are very, very ridiculous on Twitter and social media in general. Just because, for instance, it's just crazy because you would assume that what you write and if you did proofread it or if you didn't proofread it, whatever, you can proofread it later, that shit can still get misunderstood. Yeah. I would assume that this would get misunderstood more than the writing in a yeah. way. But fortunately, we have the opportunity to explain ourselves in more than 140 characters. Correct. Right? So on Twitter, let's just take what I just said. Right? I could go on Twitter and put, why does society want to claim to be so progressive but still hold on to double standards about gender roles? Correct. Right? And shit's going to blow up for no reason. True. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of comment will have people in the comment section on both sides arguing. Yeah. Rather than discussing what I actually talked about in my original statement for sure 100 percent. because they'll go well what do you mean uh gender roles what are you trying to talk about are you disrespecting us and that's like, what i'm saying you know that's exactly is people and that's just something that i've learned is that people you know kind of what i i responded to your last email that you sent out mm-hmm. right about integrity and doing the right thing mm-hmm. is that no matter what you do what you say there's always going to be somebody to find offense to it mm-hmm. there's always going to be somebody that wants to shove their own opinion down down your throat about it yeah and really the purpose you have to figure out what your purpose of even saying it in the first place is 100 percent, right so i would assume if i said something like that i'm either venting about it mm-hmm. or trying to start a discussion mm-hmm. right so what am i trying to accomplish with what i'm saying and then is it effective in even doing anything correct no that's very true the way i use twitter is marketing marketing and then Inty beanty tiny wit uh venting a little bit and i don't even like do that a anymore. little bit of funny memes a little bit but the thing is with that see it's hella funny now we're talking about social media but i uh, don't want to get off track really but the social for me personally i this is what i said to myself the other day uh for instance there's a lot of funny shit in this world <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and i understand that i have a little bit of dark humor yeah. is that wrong no no not at all is it wrong if I share it and people get upset? Still no. But it is my fault. Yeah. It is my fault. Yeah. I should understand that dark humor is very, very insensitive. But is it your fault on a social media platform? No. Because people choose 
right? Uh-huh. This is going to get real technical, but when you sign up for most social medias, yes. there's a disclaimer uh-huh. that says you are opening up yourself uh-huh. to this world that includes this, 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 and this, right? There's Twitter guidelines, but we are not in control of everything that gets put on this site. 100%. So by clicking, I agree, and accepting <laughs> the terms and starting a contract to enter this app, uh-huh. you are inherently agreeing to partake in whatever is put on it. Yes. Right? So I don't feel like you should be demonized or patronized for the stuff that you include to share on your profile. Correct. Okay. I tell a funny. <laughs> <laughs> Why is I got, that funny? I gotta just laugh. That's, real, sh- that's real shit. That's like, uh, what is it? Is that South Park? I don't know. Is that South Park where they have the Apple contract? Oh, yeah. And then that's where they get a fucking... <laughs> they get turned into a human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the contract, Cartman. No, but for real, that that is true. That's hilarious. The reason why it's hilarious is because it contradicts the shit I was about to say. But it wasn't like in a negative way either. It's just like for me, <clears throat> I feel like it's ridiculous and mundane to uh, make your comments on a video you don't like. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, dude, all right, hold on. <laughs> I got to cut you off again. <laughs> Okay. Because there's a great example. Have you ever used Facebook Marketplace? No. Kind of. Okay. I use it frequently. Like, go on it a lot. Nikki <laughs> hates it because I'm okay. on my phone so much. Uh-huh. But it's like, there's two ways that you can use it. Uh-huh. There's the open marketplace. And pick up chicks. I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just There's joking. the open marketplace <laughs> where you can just search something up, right? Yeah. So, let's say I was like, okay, I want a Ford Ranger pickup truck. I can type in four ranger pickup truck. That's and pretty example. That's pretty. Um, that's just specific. Yeah, yeah. But it's like that's vehicles is a lot what people sell on there. Yeah, yeah, say yeah. I wanted a commuter like two thousand whatever Honda Civic, yeah. whatever. And I'll see within a search radius that I put just those items, right? But then there's marketplace communities. Yeah. So for example, I'm in one, and I do not live in any of these cities, but it's like SF Bay. It's like SF Bay area. Mm-hmm. Mar- it's like as a Bay Area market posting place where you can post stuff to sell. Yeah, and people are ruthless on that app, dude. Uh huh. So like, there was this old woman. Like, I'm assuming that from the way her profile was laid out, right? Yeah. And she posted like three chairs. Uh huh. Like old outdoor chairs, and she was like, "Oh, five dollars each." Uh huh. Like, you can probably restore them and make them nice, do whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then someone went out of their way to comment. And be like, oh, you're stupid as fuck. Who do you think is going to waste their gas to go buy this scrap wood? Yeah. Basically, right? Yeah. And it's just like, okay, first of all, the whole it's like you should have just not commented that at all. 100%. Like, if you don't like what she's posting, yes. just keep scrolling. Yes. But people will get on there, or like if something's overpriced, yeah. right, and people think that, they'll get on and be like, you're stupid as fuck if you think you're going to get that much money for this piece of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Rather than just scrolling. Like, okay, I'm not interested... And the thing is, most people are not even interested in buying anything like that in the first place. Yes. They just see something on there and they're like, oh, I just want to bash this person. No, for sure. And I feel like that's the wrong way to use social media. Oh, yeah. So, like, for instance, I seen, did you see that that big, he was a big black kid and he was doing push-ups. You seen that on Twitter or no? Yeah, you posted it. So, I I, I retweeted it with a comment. And I was like, this is, that was... That's great. I'm happy that he understands that he can do better ones, but he's trying his best. Yeah. I was like, I fucking admire that. I have a lot of respect for him. Then I go to the comment thread, and people are so mean. Dude, but see, that's the thing, though. 
there's that part of Twitter too. No, I know. Because you have to be like, there's different. It's so fucking weird to talk about because you yeah. realize it when you're on Twitter. But it's like there's literally different realms of Twitter. No, but do you think? Do you think? So this is what I think. I think people are just assholes, right? Mm-hmm. And they feel like it's okay to be an asshole because other people are assholes. I feel like that's very shitty. Yes. And I also feel like the fact, again, that a lot of people can hide behind accounts yes. online and talk shit yes. is to this day, since it became a thing, yeah. one of the biggest things. Because half the people that comment that shit in those comment sections, if you met them in real life, would be quiet as fuck. Yes, for sure. Wouldn't have anything to say. And in fact, are probably worse off than he is. Yes. That's what's crazy. So that's the thing that, that, that really shocks me. Is that something so... He literally posted it. He had a lot of strength for posting that, for one. Because obviously he knows he could have done better. He knows it wasn't the best. But he right. still posted it. Right. Obviously, a lot of people congratulated him. Because that's very good what he was doing. Yeah. And so this is another thing too. If you see something that you have the knowledge to give advice, I feel like you should be like, "Oh, this is you should give that knowledge and then give them how to do it though." Yeah. I feel like too many people go, "Oh, like um it's about squats." Like, "Oh, you should squat lower." You know how you squat lower stretch. Period. See you later. Bye. You know what I'm saying like, yeah. "Okay, so you're giving me advice that's half ass." that really didn't help me at all except for you just told me to stretch yeah so what's the point of you making that comment right but that's what i'm saying that's the <laughs> realm of twitter is people will just get on there yeah just to fucking fry people for no reason and it's ridiculous though funny, i think though. it's ridiculous some of it's funny some of it is funny and that's what i'm saying is that's, but that's you don't is- you don't share that it's funny though because obviously in the realm of twitter i have my twitter account yeah and I'm not saying I'm perfect human being. Some shit is funny. I have I have a dark humor sometimes. Yeah. Is that my fault? No. I just think some things are funny. But do I disclose that and tell hella people? No, I do not. No. I might share it with Lisette because she's next to me, and then she's like, "Oh, that's not even that funny." I'm like, "Oh, sorry, different sense of humor." Yeah. You know, which is okay. But that's the thing is that some of those people, right, that get online, yeah. and just bash people, they get a following because of that. Yeah. Right, they build a following. See, that's what's shitty. That's the, the but shitty that's part. the thing. Can you get mad at them for going on and doing whatever they want on this site, this app that they signed off on that basically said, "Hey, it's fucking free game." Yes and no. Yes, because obviously that goes against my values, yeah. and no, because I have zero control over it. Right. So I can yes choose to be upset and get my blood bow while I'm looking at my phone, yeah. or I can just be like, "People are dicks." Because that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, I I understand why, like, everything going on in the world right now, a lot of shit's prevalent, right? But it's like, you, it's really hard. Like, this is my whole stance about the whole racism thing, too. It's really hard to fix this problem. The reason why is because the racist people see no issue. Yeah. They think that it's okay to be racist because obviously they have arguments to justify themselves yeah. oh well all this and that I'm like it doesn't make sense to a lot of people 100 yeah. percent. but you know who it makes sense to other racist people because they feel the same way as you no exactly that's what happens in a lot of situations i'm the kind of coach i am is there coaches that don't think the same way as me yes are they gonna hit on how i do things probably but do they have a little bit of respect because they are a coach yes you know what i'm saying that's yeah. the difference though i think the biggest problem in humanity right now is we think that some people aren't human <laughs> wow! I mean. Look, some people really are jerks, right? <laughs> so I feel like 
you you are a human, but you're just being a jerk on purpose. I feel like those are people that need a that, that need a that that need a reality check, because obviously, like you said, me and you see some stuff. It's funny, but we don't treat other people differently because of the joke. No, no. that's the shitty part. Yeah, there's people out there that will fat shame people, and because they have a great body, but you know they probably do that in real life too. Yeah. Like they see somebody and go, "Sup, tubby," and, the, <laughs> and they they got <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Like they probably don't do that for real, for real. But you know they probably okay. feel that now way. Now that we're on that subject, go ahead. Do you think right? And this is just because I'm asking. I'm a big boy, by the way. I want to let everyone know this. I'm not saying I'm skinny, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's like okay. Now we're on the subject of they're jerks because they publicly go out of their way to do that, right? Correct. Are we jerks in our friend group? Because we go out of our way to make comments about each other. Um, that is that is messed up. I, so that's obviously very prevalent right now. Um, the thing is with me, I can justify if any of anybody listening to this, I will justify that I don't do that no more. Okay. I did. <laughs> I, I did obviously. Yeah. There's a lot of shit talking that's been done before, but in the past three six months, nah, that's a lie. The past. Three months for sure. Uh-huh. I have stopped doing that. Okay. That's obvious just because I feel like that's the way I am. But you're right. Um, I feel like a lot of things are undervalued though. Because just, just in the arts of respect, like we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. now we're jumping into the respect thing. All right, we're on respect now. So, for instance, <clears throat> if I respect you, I wouldn't talk shit behind your back. Right. But if I did, I'd ho- I, you would hope I would clarify that any shit I told behind your back to you. Yeah. Get what I'm saying? So, this is where I sit. If I can't say it in front of you, I will not say it at all. Right. But that's so, what I'm saying. If I'm comfortable saying it, yes. I'm disrespecting you. If No, 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 no. If you're comfortable saying it behind my back, right, so but was, uncomfortable saying it in front of my face, no, no, I got that you. is disrespect. I got you, I got you. But you said it's not right, and that's why you stopped doing it. Correct. Even to friends. Correct. So we'll use Roger again, who actually, shout out to Roger, has been losing weight. <laughs> yes. Right? What if I said, Raj, you know, I know you're dropping pounds, but I don't think you're ready for a 2X. Okay. Right? Yes. Is that now disrespectful? <sighs> so this is very biased, kind of, I guess. But, no, I don't think so. Okay. Even though it's basically a fat-shaming comment. Correct. But that's. But the thing is, you're not doing it to be dishonest, though. You're not doing it to be a jerk. Right. Unless you are. Unless you really were. <laughs> hey, unless you'll you're, never know, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, the thing is, you'll never know a lot of things in life. Yeah. And that's what I learned. That's where I learned along the way. There's a lot of things in this world that you'll never know. And I feel like that's one thing that people need to understand. Stop trying so hard to understand somebody that doesn't want you to understand them. Or that doesn't understand themselves. Or doesn't understand themselves. It's like, I can't be like, come on, girl, open up to me everything you want, everything. Because <laughs> the thing is, you can lie to me. Yeah. <laughs> I won't know that. This whole podcast could not even be my beliefs. 100%. But it are, could hey, be. But I signed a contract. <laughs> and that, that, that's the thing, too, is like, the, the reason why I want to start a podcast and the reason why I want it to be this way is because the podcast I, I learned to listen to and listen to repetitively, uh, repeatedly, that's not the word, repetitively, repetitively, was Mind Pump. And I heard numerous times that they had did live events and people would meet them and it's them. 
That's why I like that. So I was like, I hope whoever meets me talks to me. And I'm like, oh yeah, that is cranberry. You know, yeah, that yeah, yeah. there's no if and buts about this person. And yeah, that's kind of what it is. But going on to the respect thing, um, like, uh, just talk about respect with friends or family, for instance. Obviously, I feel like step number one, if you can talk behind their back, talk in front of their face. That's the highest amount of respect. Right. But at the same time, you're saying that's respectful. But does that arrogance become disrespect? Yes. Because if you feel the need to make a comment that you have to think about it being... Or what if, better yet, is it wrong to not respect somebody? Mm. Like, let's say, let's say I just, I'm not picking on any specific family, but let's say I have a, a cousin. Right? Yes. And let's say my, and I'm going off my values. Let's say, this is, I'm not saying me, but I'm yeah. a hypothetical person. Yes. And my values are being hardworking, mm-hmm. providing, being a caring father. Let's yeah. say I'm a dad. I'm being yeah. a caring father, caring partner. Uh-huh. Whatever, right? Uh-huh. Let's say I have a cousin, right, who's cheating unemployment. Yes. Not actively seeking work. Uh-huh. Who leaves every day, does not take care of his kids. Mm-hmm. Who beats his wife. Uh-huh. Am I not allowed to not respect him? You are allowed to not respect him. Okay. Reason being is... And I know that's drastic. Like yeah. That's super drastic. But I'm saying there's people that I meet every day. Like even... Yeah. No disclosure on where I work, but my coworkers that I do not respect. Yeah. Because I think that they're lazy. I think that they lie. Yeah. And I think that they do everything they can to just skate by. And I don't respect that. Yeah. And that's fine. So that's the thing, too. So this is where we have to, we have to uh, come to agreement, basically. So, for instance, it's okay to not have respect for somebody. But it's not okay to disrespect somebody. In a way. <laughs> yes. It is not okay to disrespect somebody. Which which you didn't really do anyways. Right. But I'm saying if you go out of your way out of spite, out of resentment, out of whatever it may be, I feel like that's shitty. Because mm. me, my value as a worker or whatever it may be, any scenario, family member, cousin, is that this is in general. I You can't hate on someone you don't know, for one. Right. Once they give you qualifying measures to not like them, you have 100%... Um, uh, I believe you have the go to not like them, respect them, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you go against your values to 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 knock someone else down? No, that's where I say the disrespecting. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you're a respectful person, but you have he has you had no respect for them, doesn't mean that it's okay to disrespect them because you are a respectful person. Mm-hmm. That's my point. So if you're always respectful, you have to always be respectful. But you don't have to give someone respect because they lost your respect. Gotcha. But you don't go out your way to be disrespectful. Yeah. That's the way I live life. Personally. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, that, that's for sure a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for sure. And I feel like that's a problem that's very prevalent right now in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Is that people um, need that justification. You know what I'm saying? To be some kind of way but if that's not who you are then why are you being that way yeah. why are you trying so hard to figure out a way to be that person mm-hmm. if that's not who you are why why are you tripping so bad yeah. you know what I'm saying and I feel like that's kind of a, something very common in this day and age and that's why I think like with respect and trying to be who you are I think a lot of the times people will see something mm-hmm. and that's why I was trying to talk bringing it way back to what I want to teach my son is don't be what people you know what you think people think you are yeah. 
right? So don't fit into that mold just because you can see the path. Yeah. Right? So if I was like, oh, I think Cranberry can do this, and I think he should be doing this. And like we had talks about, you know, your own career choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And what I told you personally what I think you should do mm-hmm. and this and that. And don't – if you heard 100 people say what I said and then only one person say what you thought. Yeah. Don't go with the 100 just because they're the 100. Yeah. Right? Go with what feels right. And bringing it back to respect because I think a lot of times people see what they think they should be or what other people are telling them to be and they mold themselves to garner respect from a specific audience. 100%. And it makes them not who they are. And that's why I'm glad that I adopted a mentality early on in life, even before I left high school. Yeah. And I'm sure you know because you've known me for, for quite a long time. Yeah. Is I've always been a person where I was like, I never gave a fuck. True. You know what I mean? Like, if someone didn't like me. Mm-hmm. Or didn't respect me. Yeah. I never went out of my way to make sure that that was happening. Yes, yes, yes. True, true, true. You know what I mean? And I never... I mean, at least I feel like I never molded myself Mm -hmm. to fit into anybody's realm of respect. Like, okay, this guy's cool. He's good enough to be around us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was always like, fuck, I'm going to act how I act. Yes. And whoever gravitates toward me Mm -hmm. is who's meant to be around me. Beautiful. And that's why I have the friend group that I have. Beautiful. No, for sure. And then the thing is about... This one, I, I loved everything you said. I want to touch on the 100 to 1. Mm-hmm. 100 people say you should do this, but you want to do this. And then that one person tells you what you wanted to hear. Right. In, in reality, this goes to one of my ideologies of you, you have to treat praise and criticism the same. Yeah. If someone says, I love exactly what you're doing. Your podcast is great. Don't change a thing. Mm-hmm. Keep going at it. Obviously, that makes me feel good. Yeah. But I don't want to change to fit to fit their narrative either. Right. I'm going to be me no matter how I feel. Yeah. People go, I hate your podcast. Don't do that stupid break it in the middle <laughs> and ever again. But say I really enjoyed it when I listened to it. I'm like, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? It's like, obviously, that's one thing that I want to keep always. Yeah. So in business, in life, in relationships, everything. I want everything to be cranberry. That's why I had a conversation. I, forgot, I think it was my nephews because I had posted. I think I told you about this. I had posted something that was mildly inappropriate on my story on my Instagram. And they're like, oh, like uh, I feel like you should make a business page. And I was like, I, I get what you're saying. And that, that's probably a very good choice. Yeah. But I'm my training. I'm my writings. I'm my everything. Yeah. Everything that I am, I am. There's no if and buts about it. I'm not going to be Cranberry the trainer on my post on this on this area. Then I'm Cranberry the reader on this area. That they're all me. Yeah. I, I don't want to be different thing because I'm writing a book. I'm not going to be like, oh, this is my author. This is my author page, mm-hmm. and then this is my training page, because that's too much work. That's just, yeah, yeah, that's right. being two different people, three different people, four, five, six. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I feel like that's what causes burnout. People not being who they are. Right, people yeah. trying to be who they want to be. Or people people trying to be who others want them to be. Yeah. And you you can never please everybody. No. 100%. 100%. Fucking never. <laughs> Literally 0.0.0.0.0% of the time. 100%. 100% correct. Like, I know there's going to be one person on there that listens to this podcast... At least one person. And they're going to be like, that Leonard guy fucking sucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though I'm probably the best guest you've got so far. <laughs> no, the thing is, I love every guest that I come that comes by uh, every time. But you don't come in every guest that you love. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you're so stupid. <laughs> Sorry if there's any children listening. <laughs> no. Um. But, but yeah, that's hella funny. Okay. So this is a perfect time to do the random topping. All right. Are you ready? Random. You topic. have all your note cards for all of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've got my script for every random topic <laughs> that you've scheduled. Insecurities. Oof. Okay. So the way I do this, if you listened before, you said you have. I like to hear your side of insecurities and how you think you deal with them, and then I give you my opinion. Uh-huh. So go ahead. What do you mean, my side? You want me to tell you my insecurities? No, I don't. In deep and dark. <laughs> no. No, no, uh, I got you. So basically, you don't even have to talk about your own insecurities. You can be super general, but it's really hard to be general with insecurities because you're like <laughs> you're thinking some, about your own. Sometimes I don't <laughs> like looking in the mirror. <laughs> no, no, I got you. you get what I'm saying? Um, so when you say my general thoughts on insecurities, what do you mean, like? So, like for instance, um, just like what I think of them and when, how I yeah, approach them in my life. Correct. Because so basically, insecurities, a lot of them are deep. Mm-hmm. Some of them are not. You can start by talking some of them are not. Then you start thinking about the deeper ones. You can think about that. But basically, how do you overcome an insecurity? Or how do you deal with them, basically? How would you say? Um, I would say it's not... I guess it's not an insecurity, but something that I've always had trouble with mm-hmm. throughout my life. And, you know, whatever, stem it back to my childhood, I yeah. guess. However, is I always have a problem with, like, male authority. Male authority. So, like, any man that's, like, over me... Yeah. ...or in charge of me, or even that I work with... Mm-hmm. I always have issues, like, being stern with them, I guess. You being stern with them, or them being stern with you? No, me being, like, stern with them. Got you. So, like, for example, I work at a garbage company. Yeah. Right? I'm a supervisor. I'm in the office. I work with union workers. Yes. And anybody that works union, anybody that works with union people probably know where this is going. Yes. Is that there's always conflicts, tensions, professionally termed grievances that come up all the time. 100%. Right? And so I feel like a lot of my times, a lot of my times, a lot of the time, and it just might be my personality, but I feel like I go out of my way to avoid situations like that. Yeah. And I make sometimes my job harder in order to avoid potentially conflicting situations. Mm-hmm. With my drivers, which is obviously, you know, mostly men. Yes. Like almost 99.9% men. Okay. Right. No, because there's one fem- there's one female oh. driver. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like that's one of my insecurities is that I don't want to be, like, confrontational. Got you. Right? It's because whether I was lacking a figure to argue with or I don't know. And it's just always been that way as I've had problems dealing with that. Got you. Right? So now... I'm working on just being like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I need to do what I need to do for me, regardless of how the fuck you feel about it. Correct. I've always, I guess I said, I've always tried to cater to what they want. Yes. Is what I'm saying. So, like, if they said, oh, I want it this way, I'd fucking break my back to make it that way. Yeah. Rather than being like, well, fuck no, that's not how it works. Yes, 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 yes. That's kind of what I'm trying to get back to. So, that would be one of the insecurities you're working with right now. Yeah, that I'm working on. And it is 100% male-directed. Okay. So, question. Do you want my advice on that? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, it's not that, I, it's not that I'm Dr. Phil or nothing. No, no, I got you. But, like, for instance, this is what I, I like to think of it neutrally. 
So for instance, obviously, before I go into my spill about insecurities and how to deal with them my way, I guess I can talk about your insecurity and how to deal with it that way. So for instance, it's like something like that. I feel like you have to grab your shovel and figure out where it came from. But obviously you said it might stem to not ever having that male person to like I said, I argue really, I with. I really don't know what. It may not even be that deep as it as it, as it is. Yeah. It's just one of those things that you feel like you don't want to deal with confrontation. Yeah. Which is perfectly fine. You know, you don't have to be a confrontatious person. But at the same time, in a way, you do belittle yourself enough to the point to where you recognized it. Yeah. It's not that you do it subconsciously. You do this consciously and to avoid something that may never happen. And I think a lot of it, too, is especially coming out now just because the role that I'm in. And I feel like early on, I didn't really understand the way the company worked a lot. Mm -hmm. So I was unsure of myself to begin with. Correct. Right. And so now there's this stigma that's built up early on where the driver's like, oh, this is a fucking new guy. We could bully him. And at the time, I'm like, yeah, you can. Yeah. Because I don't know anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than what you're doing. Doing. Yeah. Right? And so now, obviously, I'm learning more about the company and what I can do, what I'm, you know, qualified to do, I guess you could say. Yeah. And how the rules work. And now it's not really that big of an issue. And like I said, I've worked on it. With yeah. just being basically, I don't want to say a dick, but with just being like, fuck no. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of your it. shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And... Like I said, half of it stems maybe from my own thing of not wanting to be a confrontational person, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's an insecurity or not, or just a personality trait, I guess. Nah, I don't know. You're pretty stern with me. Well, yeah, that, but that's because I've, <laughs> I've I not known a guy you to for you? a long time. Am I not a guy to you? You know, you're a fucking... <laughs> but I am older than you, so... <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying, like... too much. Not even like, too much. Like, random things, like... Yeah. I'll bow down. Yeah. Right? So... If there's, like, some random person that's, like, if I'm standing in line somewhere mm-hmm. and someone is just, like, fucking being weird, like, at Costco and someone goes in front of me. Yeah. More often than not, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Just to avoid that issue because, like, I don't feel like... Because it's not that big of a deal. Well, sometimes it is. That's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes, like, that shit pisses me off. Yeah. Right? But I'm just like, you know what? Like, I really don't want to get into an argument with this person. Mm-hmm. So I just let it go. I get you. No, that makes sense. But, like, for instance, this might be a good saying that I do, that I, I mean, that I follow, that might help you out. For instance, is that with me, if something's going to bother me tomorrow, I say it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So, for instance, if someone were to cut me off at Costco and I knew I'm going to be furious tomorrow for some weird reason, <laughs> which I don't think that would happen, no matter how big the cause was. I'm like, yeah. Oh, man, I can't believe that guy really freaking cut me off. Yeah. And then get super upset the next day, then of course I think I want to say it. But it's, it's a little bit of a thinking process. And then if it doesn't, right? If it's not gonna affect me tomorrow, then don't say anything. In that same in that same situation, if I can help them by talking to them, which we know we couldn't, because obviously they, they cut you off and they don't care and they they didn't see you or they did see you, whatever. Um, it's gonna be a negative negative annotation. Yeah. So don't say anything. But. For instance, um, if you can help them by understanding and it doesn't bother you, but it will help them, for sure say it. So there's only two ways to say something, one way not to. So the analogy I use to make it easier is if you're outside and there's a t- and it's on the street, you see someone crossing the street, but they're not looking anywhere and there's a car coming to hit them. 
Mm-hmm. Of course, you'd say, hey, there's a car coming. Either speed up or turn around, <laughs> you know? But obviously, if you know the car's not going to hit them, not even close, and they're crossing the street and they still don't see, why would you, why would you waste your breath when they're going to clearly path, pass the car? Yeah. And then, for instance, um, you know a car will hit this person unless you say something. So, of course, or, yeah, yeah, basically. That's what it is. Yeah. That, that last and that's why I think it's like a conflict like with my pride, too. Yeah. Is it's like, oh, like, okay, whatever, this fucking, this Karen just cut in front of me, mm-hmm. right? What's it going to do to start a confrontation right now? Yeah. You know what I mean? But then my pride is like, no, she just fucking punked you, like, light this bitch up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I feel like I'm getting punked when really it's just like, I'm just like, no, I just don't feel like there's no, any purpose for me to engage. Yeah. And are you, but at the same time, like, how often do you let that happen before it's finally like, okay, like, what the fuck? I mean, like, for instance, if it really doesn't bother you, if you're not in a time crunch, you have no place to be. Right. And that's, and, again, and, a very specific example. Yeah, no, but. I'm saying in that example, it's like, why does it matter? But yeah. if you were to make it a little another hypothetical, which is a little bit more extreme, someone, um, someone cuts you, but they bump into you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, now what do I do? This guy's clearly being a jerk. Yeah. So what do I do about it now? He's clearly trying to be a jerk. Fucking find his Twitter and <laughs> talk shit about all his posts. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's hella funny. But no, I mean, I'm just saying, like, insecurities, I really don't have many, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, that thing, kind of like an authority thing, like I have issues taking authority of situations, I would say yeah. is the broad term, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And then... Another one which kind of touches back to the values is like, I always have an insecurity about being a good dad, mm-hmm. right? Because didn't have a dad, you know, I'm trying to learn what it means to be a good dad in a changing yeah. world. And I'm always worried like, oh, like anytime Nikki, like, no, knock to Nikki, she's a great mom and a great partner. But when she makes comments to me that are derogatory, as far as me being a bad dad, even if it's a joke, yeah. it really affects me. Yes, I can, I can, you know I what can I mean? agree. I don't and have so, a child either, but I can agree. No, I know, but you know what? I, I yeah. know that you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, it really, like, bothers me mm-hmm. when she makes comments like that. And I try to not take it as seriously because I know that she knows I'm a good dad. Mm-hmm. But, like, it really fucks with me. And I guess that's not really an insecurity, again, but I kind of look at it as it that way because it no. really affects me. It could, it could. You know what I mean? It's, like, reflective of myself. Yeah. And it's what she's saying that's making me feel so shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. And that kind of goes into my point of insecurity. So this is a good one. I can talk about that one. So, like, for instance, you're Drake. You know, that one button, she pushes it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know you got the reference. I don't yeah. know if anyone else will. Yeah. <laughs> Look what you've done. Like my father, that one button, you <laughs> yeah. push it. Yeah, no, no, I got you. <laughs> No, but for instance, the way I deal with insecurities and the way I see it, I'm not perfect, obviously. I'm not saying I, I overcome all my insecurities because recently I had um, got one out of me that I didn't even know I had. It was about the, about the memory thing. Something happened to me the other day um, that basically made me realize why I had bad memory. And my bad memory was a deep-rooted insecurity of being so negative when I was a kid. Mm. If I, that moment never happened and I never got into that confrontation i would never figure that out by myself ever but the thing is it's crazy because if you think about it it didn't matter if it happened or not because in my book i just read i was learning i was learning about how if you limit yourself to being something as someone with horrible memory you will have horrible memory no matter what yeah so learning that self-fulfilling prophecy so basically learning that that argue that confrontation didn't need to happen but it did. 
and it helped me grow faster. But, you know, it is what it is. One of those things. I hate that saying, but it is what it is sometimes. But it is what it is. It is what it is until it's not. <laughs> Bang. But uh, about the insecurity thing. I feel like with insecurities, you don't know about them, but you do know about them. What you have to do is you have to dig in deep to find out where it came from. And mm. you have to make peace with it. So that's all it is. So regardless of... And then the you, you thing, identifying as a great dad, you will always be a great dad until you don't want to be. Yeah. So regardless if I say you are a shitty dad every time I see you, that really shouldn't affect you as long as you know you're doing everything that you think is correct. Right. And I feel like that's what that's how you unroot uh, insecurity. Yeah. Obviously, it gets rooted when you're questioning it. You can't question insecurity. Yeah. The more you question it, the more it's an insecurity. <laughs> like, oh, do I really look big in this shirt? Or do I really look this big in the mirror? No, I or, really do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that kind of plays the role, plays its role. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. So, I feel like that was pretty solid. And again... Nikki, I love you. You're a great wife, great partner. And that's how you finish it off. Right. So, um, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys really enjoyed that episode. Plug yourself, foo. Ya Ramino. <laughs> Leonard Grillo. Double tap underscore CPT on Twitter. LOL Grillo Baby on Instagram. Uh, Leonard Grillo on LinkedIn in case you've got any job opportunities that you want me to know about. Um, Mr. Mittens FAZ on PSN I've been playing a lot of Warzone lately but due to my family schedule I don't get on until 8pm and I usually play from 8 to about 9 9.30 so if I'm in that time slot go ahead and add me and we'll, uh, we'll link up and he never loses a gulag never, actually I did lose in the gulag <laughs> a couple times alright y'all, thank you for listening